In episode two, we are carrying on the conversation about consciously choosing how we see ourselves. When we choose to be our own validation, to listen to what it is we truly want for ourselves and to take action, we realize that we are no longer looking or waiting for someone else to approve us or to validate our choices. It's about self-belief and self-love and building our own inner resilience to everyday challenges and decisions that we come across. Because when validation comes from within us, when we have nurturing and love for ourselves, it's always available and it's not something that we're constantly needing to search for. It can take time to get to that place where you back yourself, where you've stopped second guessing who you are and the decisions that you want to make. And it starts with truly listening to what it is that you want by not ignoring it or downplaying it and not telling yourself that what you actually want is not important enough. Welcome to Cultures of Change, the podcast, where we are having conversations about healing our identity. We bring you the strategies and conscious thinking for you to grow your confidence and understand your abilities to create the future that you choose. For much of my life, I carried the feeling that I wasn't Māori enough. Growing up in Australia, disconnected from my country and being immersed in my culture, that was until I realised everything I was yearning for was within me. My mana is my own and I am enough. I'm Erica McCready, a proud Māori woman living on Yugambeh land. I'm a cross-cultural communication specialist and have worked with hundreds of First Nations people globally. I'm the co-founder of Cultures of Change and I'm passionate about supporting Indigenous women to find their inner wisdom. These conversations draw on the power and knowledge of the strong women who have walked before us. Hello and welcome to episode two of Cultures of Change, the podcast, Healing Our Identity. I want to start by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land and seas where I work and live, the Yugambeh language groups and their continuing connection to country. I acknowledge their ancestors, the traditional owners of the past, present and future. As I acknowledge my ancestors, Ngāti Raukaua, Te Aitangata, Hoati, Iwi, and your ancestors, wherever you are from. In episode one, we talked about reconnecting to our identity. We talked about other people's expectations of us and how that can impact on how we see ourselves. I talked a little bit about my own story, my own feeling of disconnection to my true self and the gap that I felt about being a Māori girl who grew up in Australia, outside of my ancestral lands, and outside of my whole extended family. So if you haven't listened and you want to know a little bit more about where this podcast stemmed from, or myself and my own story, then I encourage you to go back and have a listen to episode one. In this episode, we are carrying on the conversation about choosing for ourselves, choosing how we see ourselves, who we are, what we do, and most importantly, how we feel in our own skin. When we choose to be our own validation, to do what we really want to do, 
we realize that we are no longer looking or waiting for someone else to approve us or to validate our self-worth. But it can take a lot to get to that place where we do back ourselves, where we have stopped second-guessing who we are. And it starts with truly listening to what you want and not ignoring it, not downplaying it, not dismissing it, and not telling yourself that what you actually want is not important enough. Because whatever we are all striving for in life, whatever your ultimate goal is, it most likely lies somewhere in the vicinity of happiness, of feeling whole, of feeling free, of truly being yourself, of being accepted for truly being who you are and enjoying every day. I want to start this conversation though by saying that we're all entitled to receive validation from others, to be supported outside of ourselves, to have our own personal cheer squads cheering us on, inspiring us to grow and, you know, occasionally kicking us forward or really reinforcing our own ability to believe in ourselves. We all get to have mentors and people that inspire us to truly strive for what we choose for ourselves. We all get to have that one person or those key people that are always nudging us forward and celebrating who we are. There's no question, and I hope that we all get to experience that, that nurturing, that love, that encouragement. So this is not about doing away with support and doing everything yourself. This is not about shying away from the praise, the love, the encouragement or the validation that people around us have for us. That's beautiful and we get to be showered in that. We get to receive that. We get to feel that and we get to feel good about it. This is about allowing that support, that nurturing, that love and that encouragement to also come from within. It's about self-belief and self-love and building our own inner resilience to the everyday challenges and decisions that we come across. Because when that validation comes from within us, when we have that nurturing and love for ourselves, we have it available to us all the time. It's not something we're searching for. It's something that is there and ready. And it's something that we work on and we build and we grow every day of our life. Just like all of the experiences that we have in life that enable us to grow, to step up, to move forward, we get to build on our own self-confidence, our own self-worth, our own self-belief and our self-love. And if you are constantly relying on outside praise and validation for being the amazing human being that you are, then you're probably always looking for it. You might always be aware that you're seeking it. And if you are, you might also constantly be criticizing yourself for not getting it, not being good enough to receive external praise that you need to have these big moments throughout your life constantly so that other people notice 
and provide you with that validation. And we may have many moments throughout the day that are not talked about publicly. They're not shared with anybody. And we kind of face a number of challenges each and every day, which we are able to create solutions for and and move through. So once you start to identify that you've been seeking validation for your own self-worth, or your identity is made up of the perceptions and expectations of other people, and you decide that you consciously choose to change it, you may find that you've also built relationships around it. So like any decision that we make in our life, unless we live a solo life with nobody else at all around us, then every decision we make affects the people around us to some extent. And if we've built relationships on seeking validation from others, both personally and professionally, then it has many layers to it, which reinforces the way in which we've always behaved or the role in which we've always taken on. So it can be hard, not only hard to recognize this in the first place, if this is the first time you're consciously thinking about validation, but once you've recognized it, it can be hard to change it and it can be a huge block. And if we continue to really think about the fact that we're now choosing a different way of being and behaving and interacting with people in our lives and can feel like one of the hardest things to change or move away from. If you've always sought validation from others to validate your own self-worth, to validate your choices, it's no doubt a habit. It's something you've done for a long time and now you're consciously choosing to change that. If it feels wrong or you feel deflated once the praise outside of yourself stops. It might be a sign for you to take a moment for yourself to really tune into what is happening here. I think when our validation becomes entangled in relationships, both personal and professional, it can be even more confronting to start to unpack how we behave or that we consciously now choose to change it because we then have this thought kick in about what will others think. If I'm now going to change, what will others think? If I now choose to do things differently, what will others think if I choose to put myself first, to look after, to validate my own self-worth? But you don't have any control over how somebody reacts to you or the decisions that you make or the changes you choose to make. And it can be really limiting for yourself if you try to do that. You can really hold yourself back when you are making changes that are best for yourself, when you're reclaiming and reconnecting to your identity, to who you truly are and what you truly want for yourself and your family and this world. There is a level of acceptance that not everybody may agree. If you are loving what you're hearing then you're going to love what we have coming up in store just for you. Head over to www.healingouridentity.com and sign up to get on the list about our new signature program coming up early in 21.
We've developed this to support you wanting to dive deeper into healing your identity. If these are the conversations that resonate with you and you are ready to jump in and do the work to find your own inner wisdom and become the master of your own future, then go to www.healingouridentity.com. So we were just talking about the fact that we all get to receive validation from other people, genuine validation, really praising and celebrating us for who we are. We all absolutely get to receive that and experience that and feel that beautiful, genuine love and admiration that other people have for us. When you receive that, you revel in it. You're proud of yourself and you want that feeling to last as long as possible because you're filling yourself up with positive, high vibrational energy. You're feeling euphoric or confident. So if you don't actually recognize and believe this for yourself, if you're not validating yourself in these moments as well, then the validation is only for a moment. The feeling wears off. It's fleeting because otherwise other people would need to follow you around for days to remind you how great you are or constantly praise you so that the feeling lasts. So external validation is a physical experience that you're having. You're physically receiving from somebody praise of some kind. And if you don't have that for yourself within, if you don't have that same inner praise for yourself, then the praise wears off. But every day is not filled with these moments of public success, if you like. You're not always completing a project every single day that you work so hard on that you get to the celebratory stage. You're not always winning the grand final. You need to play many games before you get to that place. And so if you're constantly seeking external validation all the time, you're kind of needing to really build yourself up to these big moments that get noticed by people outside that are ready to praise you because that beautiful cheer squad or mentors that we have all the time they're always cheering you on so the external validation is coming from outside people maybe even strangers sometimes anyone if we're looking for external validation we're not necessarily going to be picky about who's giving it. Our identity is about who we are, what we do, what we think, what we believe, and all of that changes every day. We continually acquire knowledge, lessons, experiences throughout our life. So we're constantly changing and we're constantly growing. Change is one of the only things in life that's a guarantee. I want to leave you with a thought that I had recently that I feel was triggered by the passing of a very dear friend and mentor. So I was thinking about the fact that when she would go to meetings and conferences, whatever it would be, she would never demand that people recognized her for the value she brought, that she was meant to be there and meant to be talking about what she was talking about. And that's because she valued herself and she didn't need external validation. She was her. She knew who she was. 
and she knew why she was there. And I reflected on this and I thought, it's so simple. That's so simple. And I'm not doubting that she would have had moments where this is not always how she felt. The point was that I was reflecting on the fact that energetically, when she walked into a room, she wasn't asking anybody to validate her. She knew why she was there. She got on with the job and she was highly respected. And I thought about it and I thought that over the years, I've gotten better at being that, but that actually I might still be walking into a room and energetically seeking validation that I'm valued to be there. Even though I was invited, so of course I'm valued to be there, I still had this story in my head that I was seeking external validation from others to verify that I was worthy to be there. And it struck me. This moment where I just saw a mirror reflection and I thought about two differences. One, walking into a room that you've been invited to be in, looking around you, wanting external validation in some form, feeling somebody nodding in your direction, whatever it is. But the difference of walking into a room looking for external validation in some capacity versus walking into that same room knowing why you're there, knowing your value, therefore you're not looking around for external validation. Your energy is not based on seeking something outside yourself and therefore actually taking away from the reason that you're there in the first place and from the value that you have to deliver. I just want to leave you with that point because that was a flip for me. That was a mindset shift in that moment very clearly and I feel like I had been secretly betraying myself because I thought I had been doing that for years. They didn't need external validation. I knew why I, why I was there. I knew what value I brought but actually I still had a background dialogue going on and I still was seeking that external validation outside of myself for someone to verify that I was worthy. And I felt relief at having that realization. I felt relief at actually really being able to shift and decide in that moment that I no longer needed that, that I got to give it to myself and I got to acknowledge my own self-worth. So if you're just starting to tune in with yourself and to build up this channel essentially with your inner self, One way to do that is to consciously take five to ten minutes in your day to be still and be quiet. And if you're doing this for the first time, your mind can be talking to you about what you're cooking for dinner, the email that you need to send for work, the conversation that you had with someone, and whatever it may be, your thoughts can be overplaying in your head. Just allow it to be. The point is to gift yourself five to ten minutes. Just start small every day of just being still with yourself. We're in a world full of stimulations and distractions. Something is always grabbing our attention from somewhere or another. And our brains are working really, really fast to consciously process this. So when we do start to slow down, when we consciously choose to take some time for ourselves, 
I encourage you to start small if this is something you're doing for the first time and to just be with yourself as with the first exercise we talked about in the first podcast. It can feel silly to do these things to start with. But again, this is for you. This is not something that you are having a conversation with anybody else about. And you may find that when you have started doing this practice, five minutes a day just being still with yourself that your mind starts to slow down. You're essentially building a habit that it's okay for your mind to switch off. It still can take me some time to get my mind to switch off before I truly drop into meditation. It's just one of the tools that I use to support myself to tune into what I really want to support my inner resilience, to support my inner self-worth and self-love. So see how you go. Take five minutes for yourself. Allow your thoughts to just be. There is no right or wrong way to do this. There's no specific way to do it. You can sit cross-legged if you choose. You don't have to. It's really just about having a still space. And if you can do it in nature, then you get the beautiful healing benefits of Mother Earth as well. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Cultures of Change, Healing Our Identity. If you liked this episode and it resonated with you, please share amongst your networks so we can get the message out to more women who need to hear it. Please tag me in any shares on Facebook or Instagram at Cultures of Change and feel free to reach out, message me, or check out our website www.culturesofchange.com.au Remember to like and subscribe to our podcast so you know when our next new episode is out. Thank you so much for joining me for these conversations. I love having you here and I look forward to seeing you in the next one.